Welcome to the first ever episode of Therapy Session. It's Lucy here. The way this is going to work is I'm going to do a quick introduction, and by quick I mean not quick at all, and then I'm going to move on to what's going on in my life right now, and then I'm going to move on to stupid shit, and might get into a little advice later if I have advice to offer. So, moving on to our introduction, who am I? Well, I'm Lucy Roberts. Most of you know me. Uh, I'm 18. I go to the University of Kansas. I'm currently studying aerospace engineering. I work full-time as an auto technician at Valvoline. I love dance. I love music. And I love my friends. It's my favorite things. Uh, moving on to why you're all really here. What mental illnesses do I have? I have been clinically diagnosed with chronic depression, and anxiety disorder. Now, what do I probably have? Well, that's up to you folks and my therapist. <laughs> Shout out to Lane! We should have a, a counter for how many times that I mention Lane. Uh, that's my therapist's name. We love him. So, um, what do I probably have? Paranoia, but that is definitely a stem off of anxiety. I do have a lot of issues with that OCD as well. Those kind of tie in together. Haven't been clinically diagnosed with those, but I mean, I would love to look into if anybody knows anything. I would love to look into how much I'm already on antidepressants. I'm on sertraline, which is the scientific name for Zoloft. I take 100 milligrams uh, daily. I am trying to get that bumped up, though. Highly recommend. People really need to just be okay with, with therapy and medications. They're so needed. But I'll get to that later. We're talking about me right now, because I'm selfish. Anyways, probably have paranoia, OCD. Again, they tie in together. Because it's it's a lot of the repetitive actions that are... Compulsive. It's, you know, you all know me. I am not a clean person, but that's not what OCD is. You know, it'd be, it'd be kind of nice to have a, a podcast on different um, disorders. Let me know if you guys would be interested in that. If I had guests on with different disorders so that they could, they could talk about that. Because I am in no place to speak for, like, most disorders, you know. I can only talk about my experiences and everybody has different experiences. So those are the biggies on probably have, you know, some of these terms are even umbrella terms. I mean, depression, anxiety, that, that is some big stuff, so a lot of things can fall under that. Uh, which I think is pretty interesting. A lot of disorders actually have symptoms that overlap. So really, I mean, if, if you wanted to, you didn't even need to be diagnosed with some things. It's really just some of the big things. Um, now I'm going to talk about what my diagnosis process was like. Because I know that a lot of you listening have mental issues. And I know that a lot of you have not seen a doctor for them. Part of the reason for this my goal is to just give you as much information as I can 
so that way maybe some of you people feel more comfortable reaching out to your doctors. The way that it worked for me was that I went to the doctor and I actually lucked out, I think, was because um, they asked my mother to leave the room because I was still, I was under 18. I believe I was diagnosed, actually, I don't think I got diagnosed till I was 17. Maybe, maybe 16. No, 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 it was 17. 17 was when I got diagnosed, so over a year ago. Nice. But uh, the doctor asked my mother to step out of the room and she asked general questions, you know. She asked, like, am I being abused at home? Which I am not. How are, you know, about my home life? And then she asked questions about how my mood was. And I uh, was honest. That is really the key in a diagnosis process, is you have to be honest. I know a lot of us are not as fortunate to have parents that are so willing to step out of the room and give privacy. I know that I really lucked out with that, and that certainly helps a lot. You still need to be honest, because ultimately, in the end, your mental health is super important. I, I fully believe that it's just as important as keeping up your physical health. So the doctor asked me some questions, and then she gave me a little screener which is just a sheet of paper with some similar questions. Um, honestly, if you've ever Googled depression test, anxiety test, and it said, like, this is just a screener, it's not a, it's not an actual diagnosis, um, you know, as long as it wasn't, like, a BuzzFeed quiz or something like that, it probably was more in-depth than the screener that I got. It was just, there was maybe like eight questions, eight or ten questions. And there were just things like, uh, you know, how strongly would you agree or disagree with this statement? And, you know, it talks about your mood, like how often do you feel hopeless or how often, you know, do you feel numb? Things like that. And then it asks a few questions about um, substance use. Uh, just a couple, alcohol, uh, nicotine and uh, other drugs. The doctors are not allowed, you know, doctor-patient conf confidentiality, it does not matter if you are uh, a minor. Whether you are a minor or adult, they are not legally allowed to tell your parents anything that you don't want them to know. So, you know, I'm I'm honest about the, the alcohol and the substance uh, use section, and I highly encourage everyone to be as well, but if you do not want to be, as long as you are honest in the mood questions, the questions about your mood, as long as you are honest in that, the substance abuse part really is not going to um, affect anything, and honestly, I would say if you're doing <laughs> a lot of substances, it's probably because you do have mental health issues. I mean, I, I know that's certainly why I have done certain substances. Um, but um, I suppose those screener questions are really looking for addiction problems, which of course is its own thing. It's important to keep up to date with that. So again, key point here is really just be honest. Like that is the most important thing that I could stress. Um... So that was really my diagnosis process. I guess a little more to it is I filled out that screener, the doctor read it and told me what I already knew, 
just said it looks like you have a major depressive disorder and um, a mild generalized anxiety disorder. And um, she asked if I thought therapy would help with that. And um, I can't remember if I had already started taking therapy at this time. I think I was already in therapy. And um, I'll talk about my experience with that and how that worked um, in the next section. But um, she asked if I thought I would benefit from therapy and she asked if I thought I would benefit from medication. So I started um, and I answered yes to both of those. So I started on sertraline and I started on 25 milligrams, which is a really small dosage. Um, and yeah, that was basically my diagnosis. And she asked if she could share this stuff with my mother who had come. And um, I said, yeah, wasn't too excited about it. But I mean, I needed the prescription and I needed her to pay for it. So who uh, needed to be honest about that? And again, I'm really fortunate that it wasn't a super big deal in my family. I know a lot of you, it would it would be a much bigger deal. But I still encourage you to um, be honest with your doctor. That's really the best thing you can do. They, they will not say anything that you do not want them to say. The, of course, you know, only time they're supposed to report something is if you plan on hurting yourself or others. And that's really it. So that was my diagnosis process. And so I guess I could talk about, I'm going to talk about my experience with therapy because I do go to therapy regularly. I would actually love to go to it more. Um, I am seeing my therapist Lane. For those of you counting, that is the second time I think. <laughs> um, so uh, started seeing Lane um, junior year of high school, he was, uh, goes through my school. He's private practice. So, um, what I did, honestly, it took, to get this therapy, it took a lot of self-advocating. I did really need to, to advocate for myself and reach out. Junior year, things were not going well for me. So, um, I voluntarily and had to meet with my counselor regularly. I say, I say voluntarily because sometimes it was up to me. Um, but a lot of times it was not up to me. But, um, so I emailed her one day because I, I saw an article that said that Olathe schools were getting therapists. So I emailed and I was like, hey, um, I saw that the school is a therapist. I went online to find, you know, the faculty page and I couldn't find your email. Um, I was wondering if you could, you know, uh, get me in contact with her. And she was like, yeah, totally, of course. So, um, I, you know, she gave me her email and I contacted her. Um, uh, and yeah, so I set up an appointment just to do a quick, quick meetup with her. Um, very, very great. I, I really enjoyed the environment. For those of you who go to Olathe Northwest, um, she is Mrs. Bass. Love her. 
I promise she will always make time, no matter what. Um, she's she's great. I mean, the I was even she had to push back my appointment a bit, which I I didn't I was driving myself at that point, so it was fine. To to after school because she was meeting with somebody else that that was having an emergency. And so I was like, of course, yeah. So it, it does not matter the time of day, what's going on, you know, after school, whatever. She she will be there for you. So I highly encourage reaching out to her. Now, when I met with her and talked with her, I was like, hey, um, here's kind of the situation. And she was, uh, also, she's free, by the way. You, you do not have to um, pay to meet with her. Now... She did say if I wanted to set up a regular reoccurring thing, I was going to have to go to a different therapist. However, Olathe Northwest, again, uh, reaches out to two private practice therapists. Um, one of them is Lane. Um, and the other one, I do not remember her name, but it is a woman. So if that's what you're more comfortable with. But uh, that you do have to pay for, but insurance uh, covers so much of it, like, it doesn't matter what your insurance is. I've known multiple people for both of them. And their their insurance. Uh, your insurance should cover it. Um, but that you would have to most likely talk to your parents about. Which I know, again, is uh, difficult. But actually, Mrs. Bass, when she was talking to me, she said that um, she would refer me to them. And she was going to have to go through my parents. Now, I never actually spoke to my parents about it at all. Um, my, um, uh, Mrs. Bass reached out to my mom and it was just taken care of and I didn't have to say anything. Mrs. Bass took care of all of it. So all that happened was my mom gave me some paperwork and was like, hey, dad and I filled these out. You need to give it to, uh, your therapist when you meet with them for the first time. I was like, awesome. Done. Uh, so, yeah, and then Lane would come to school, and he would be there every Friday, and so I met with him, and yeah, it's a little com uncomfortable at first, you just kind of give your life story to this stranger, um, and there is some reservations, of course, you know, you're gonna be reserved, but back to that honesty point, I mean, you know, and I still... Of course, I still hold back, you know. It's a tough thing to learn how to be completely honest with somebody. But, um, you know, the more you go, the easier it gets, which, you know, obviously that's the case for anything, and it, it'll seem difficult in the beginning, you know. First couple times you go, it, you're not going to want to go. You're not going to like it. But um, you get used to it, and especially when you build a connection with that person. The other big important thing is that if a therapist doesn't work for you, you you have to be able to, once again, advocate for yourself and say, hey, this isn't working out, but I would like to try a different therapist. They are totally okay with that. They're never going to be mad at you for going to somebody else. You know, I their job is to help you. And if the best way to help you is to refer you to somebody else, they're 100% okay with that. They're never going to be mad. They're not going to be offended. It is their job to help you. And so, 
yeah, maybe you, I mean, my, my therapist is a guy, it's Lane, but some people, um, you know, male or female, they might not be comfortable with, with a male therapist. They might not be comfortable with a female therapist. Um, you know, you might want somebody younger, older, for LGBT people, you might want um, a therapist that's part of the community. You know, it's it really just depends. And so your first therapist might not work out for you. I was fortunate enough it, it worked out for me, but I also have been going to Lane for over a year. So, you know, it's all about building relationships. And I know also a lot of people have a hard time building relationships, but... I promise it gets so much easier and it really is such a big help. Every time I meet with Lane, I feel so much better afterwards. You know, I I feel like a lot of us struggle with things like, you know, you're, uh, you want to talk to your friends about your problems and that's, that's great. You know, I personally love all of my friends, you know, I know that they are always all there for me. But, you know, it's always that inclination that you feel like you're bothering them. You don't, you don't want to talk to them about your issues because you don't want them to worry. You don't want them to expend that energy. And maybe they have their own stuff going on. So you, you will want them to focus on themselves. And that, I totally get it. I always have that feeling. That is essentially what a therapist is for. Is just a person that you can just rant to. I mean, you could spend the entire 50 minutes, you know, talking and, and rambling on yourself and they don't even need to say anything. It's just you talking to them. But obviously, they can also give advice. You know, when you talk to your friends, especially if they have some of the same problems, they're probably not going to know what to do. And again, all the advice that my friends have given to me, I appreciate greatly. But, you know, who knows if that's really the best advice for you? I mean, they might not know. They're giving the best advice that they can provide. And again, that's very much appreciated. But, you know, this person, this therapist went to school and they know so much. So they, they are going to know the best thing that's for you. And if they don't, they're going to work with you to figure that out. It's, you know, very half and half. They're they're going to be there for you and they're going to help you figure out what to do. I mean, I, again, I always feel so much better. And I honestly, you all know me, I talk a lot. Otherwise, I wouldn't have started this podcast. But I talk a lot and I, most of the time, do less talking than Lane in my appointments. I mean, he just talks and I just sit and listen and he just, you know, sometimes it's ideas that I've already had. Sometimes it's things that I already know. But just hearing another person say that out loud is just so much better, I guess. I don't know. It just for me personally, it helps those ideas really click. I mean, uh, I'm not the greatest at school, but he's certainly helped me try to get back on track with things. Um, he puts up with all of my stupid stuff. I mean, one time, you know, as we all do, we all 
cope with humor, he he laughs at all of my my jokes as opposed to saying, well, maybe maybe we can try something else or try dealing with it. He he laughs and he just makes it he makes the environment very comfortable. Yeah, he just he is the best. But I promise if you are thinking about going to therapy, you 100% should because that relationship is so beneficial. And again, they also, if you're a minor, will not tell your parents anything. Not one bit. Not even about drugs and alcohol. Again, only time they have to report is if you are planning on hurting yourself or others. Not even thinking. You can share, hey, I have experience with, you know, trigger warning, I'm about to start talking about um, self-harm. So you could say, hey, I am thinking about, you know, hurting myself or I have experience with, with hurting myself in, in this way or that way or you need to say that, they'll, they'll talk to you about that and it'll be totally fine as long as you, you know, they'll ask if it's safe at home or if where you live, you know, they'll ask questions about that. But so long as, you know, if they don't think that you're going to leave and go do it, then they're not going to say anything to anybody. I mean, like, if you're, if you're sitting there and you're like, hey, I'm really suicidal, but I, I don't really have, I, I don't really plan on, you know, working towards that, or you think you're getting over it, they're, they're not gonna, they're not gonna report that. Like, it's only if you are, like, actively, I have a plan and I am going to follow through on that. Yes, they're going to report that. As they should, because, you know, I wouldn't wish that upon anybody. That's, that's something that you really should get help for if you're feeling like that. And, um, there are several, you know, ways to, to deal with that. And, but otherwise, they are total confidentiality. It's, it's great. So if you are thinking about therapy, I highly recommend it. Um, that's, my experience has been great. I actually go, like, once every two weeks. I would like to go once a week. But even that, like, you don't need to go weekly. You can set your own schedule with them. You don't, you know, it really is okay. Therapy is not as big of a deal as a lot of people think. And again, that's the purpose of this, trying to normalize stuff like that. Even if you're not having mental issues, if you're like, you know, I'm pretty mentally sound. No matter who you are, you're going to be in a situation where something's going to stress you out. Something's going to bother you, you know. A lot of my friends and me, we just started uh, college, you know, that's a stressful time. A lot of my friends, they're, they're seniors, that's stressful, you know, you might be, you might be moving. That's honestly when I started therapy was when I moved, you know, maybe a loved one dies, you know, everybody has little stressors and none of them are, you know, just because I and, and many people have mental disorders doesn't mean that oh, I need, I need therapy more than you just because I have mental disorders or therapy's not for you because you have me you, you're mentally sound. That's not the case. Everyone needs to go. It's just about setting your own schedule and seeing how much you need. 
and that really is the best for you, is just, mm, I, I think therapy is a temporary thing for me, because I'm, I'm going through some changes, you know, I'm starting college, and I'm going through some changes, but after, um, you know, after a couple months, I'm adjusted to college, and I don't need to go anymore. Great! I'm, I'm so glad, you know? Like, it's just different situations like that. So you just need to know yourself, and if you don't know yourself, go to therapy anyways, because they can help you figure it out. Now, I do want to emphasize that, um, a therapist is different from a psychologist. Now, I do not remember the exact differences. I believe one of the main ones is that psychologists can prescribe you medications and therapists cannot. Um, but it, there's also little things. I do not see a psychologist. Um, I have friends who do, and, you know, I'll have them on the podcast later, and they can talk about their experience with that. Um, Sage, I'm looking at you. Um, I would love for you to come on regularly, please. <laughs> Sage is great. For those of you that don't know them, you will love them. Now I'm going to talk about my experience with meds, because I think I wrapped up therapy. But, uh, so I've been on medication for about a year now. Again, like I said earlier, I'm on sertraline, uh, which its brand's name is Zoloft. I don't know. I guess it's scientific name. It's prescription name. I actually have the bottle right next to me. Love that. <laughs> that should be one of the sound effects for this show. It's just me shaking a pill bottle. No, but, um, yep, I, you know... A lot of you probably take medication, maybe not for a disorder, but, you know, I'm going to assume that all of you have taken medicine before. It works just the same. Um, uh, but for those of you that don't know, you know, I get 100 milligram tablets, so it's just one pill that I take every day. I can take it in the morning or at night, um, you know. And it, they give me 30 pills. Since I take it once a day, it's a month. That's how prescriptions work. When you take them regularly, they give you a monthly dosage. You know, I obviously, like I said, when I started medication about a year ago, I was on 25 milligrams. So obviously I've bumped that up a lot. But that plays back in that honesty thing. You know, I met with my doctor. It was kind of like a, a follow-up. You know, once you start a medication like this, you do need to have a follow-up. So I had a follow-up, and uh, she uh, was asking me questions about my mood, did another screener and stuff like that. And I was like, back to that honesty, you know, and my <laughs> um, my doctor has even yelled at me before, being like, hey, you, you gotta, you gotta work with me, you know? And that's true. You can't just sit there and give half-assed answers. You do have to, you know, put some, put a little energy and be like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. I think I need this. Or this is how I'm feeling. Please tell me how I can fix this. You know, that's, you have to be able to advocate for yourself. And that is something that I have definitely struggled with, with physical and mental health. And I'm sure a lot of other people, a lot of you have struggled with things like that as well. It's really something, um that a lot of us need to work on. But, um, 
yeah, so I, at these follow-ups, I have been honest, and I've been like, hey, um, it was working for a bit, but I, I think I need to bump it up, and I bumped it up to 50, and then bumped it up to 100, but, um, here's the thing about a lot of antidepressants, is that when you start them off, it will get worse before it gets better. It takes about a month, I would say, for it to fully start working, you know? Um, the first week, you're probably not going to notice any changes. I don't believe I did. Second week starts, it's going to start getting rough. But that's when, you know, I would highly encourage... What I did was I, I told some close people in my life, I was like, hey, I'm starting this medication. Um, just please watch out for me, you know, if I start... Because I knew in advance that it was it was going to get worse before it got better. So I was like, hey, just uh, be on the lookout. You know, things seem a little extra weird. Just uh, talk me down. You know, it was kind of nice to know, you know. Because there was some moments where I certainly felt it. I was like, this is worse. I I feel worse. It uh, That's why a lot of, uh, like, medicine commercials, they're like, you know, these are some of the side effects for, for this medicine. And you're like, isn't that the, isn't that what I'm trying to prevent? Yes, but it, it does get worse, but it does get better too. I, I will say that completely honest. It does get better. Huh. That's kind of nice to hear, isn't it? Just saying that out loud. That's nice to hear. But, um, yeah, when you, when you, it does get worse, but I had people that I was if I texted them or I called them and I was like, Hey, I'm in this really bad mood, like like I'm freaking out, you know, I'm just in this bad mood. They were able to talk me down and be like, Hey, you it's it's the medication, you're going to be alright, this is gonna pass, you know, it's just um it's just how it is right now, but this will pass, you know. It's just it's just the medications messing up the chemicals in your brain. And so, for me, I like to think really logically. So that was something that helped me out a lot, was knowing it's okay. You know, even if you're in that situation, your feelings are still valid, 100%. That's another big thing, is I, I, you know, this is something that I know that all of us struggle with remembering for ourselves and for others. But your feelings, no matter what, are valid. I, I fully stand by that, you know. A lot of people think they're being dramatic when they're upset about something or or that, you know, other people have it worse, so I shouldn't feel bad. Not the case whatsoever. Again, I, I mean, on this podcast, I'm going to talk a lot about my experiences and I'm going to have other guests and we're going to talk about our experiences and some things you might be able to compare to, but other things you're not going to be able to compare to and you might think, oh, well, they, that person that I'm listening to has it worse. I, I shouldn't feel the way I do. No, your feelings are completely valid. Or vice versa, you might think, oh, well, I have it worse than that. You know, what's, what are they complaining about? No, they have every right to feel how they do. Their feelings are 100% valid. You know, somebody is always going to have it worse. Always. That's just how the world works. And you know, I, I mean, I couldn't think of a specific person that I'm like, oh yeah, 
they have the worst life. Like, that's just not how things work. Because maybe, technically, somebody does have something worse than you, but, you know, you, on a completely different end, you know, maybe somebody has worse depression than you, but you have worse anxiety than they do, you know? It's not just an all-around thing. That's just not how things work. I, I've totally gone on a tangent here. <laughs> but I mean, that's what this is for, isn't it? But uh, I was talking about my experience with meds, but I just... Big establishment, everybody's feelings are valid 100% of the time. Period. <laughs> and um, so my experience with meds, you know, those feelings that I had were still valid. Even though, but it was a lot easier for me to be talked down than if I was in a normal depressive episode or having having an anxiety attack, because um, I was like, this is this is the medicine. This is a side effect. This is what's happening. But uh, those things started to die down, and I really did feel better. It was kind of crazy to think about, but um, I even had a friend that was like, "Hey, you just you look different. You look." brighter like it, it was completely true I was just I felt better and yes I was on that really small dosage then um because I I still and you know I'm on this higher dosage now and it's been less than a month on this higher dosage so we're you know we're still in kind of those uh those bad times if you bump it up it, it I would say that it it does get worse again before it gets better I'm definitely not the worst I've ever been but we're, we're, you know, uh, getting ready to curve up. That's, uh, so I got that to look forward to. But, you know, when I, when I first started that, after that first month, I was, I was really in a better place. And it was, sounds like I died. No, I, I felt good. I felt better. You know. But uh, you can't rely entirely on medications, is the thing. You know, I was still going to therapy. I was still reaching out to people. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to think about. Sometimes you do the therapy, you do medications, you can have a psychologist too, and it just still doesn't feel like it's better. And I know that sucks. I hate those moments. But... If you have these disorders, it's going to be a constant battle. You know, try new things. A lot of, um, you know, there are a ton of different medications, ton of different brands. You know, if this 100 milligrams, if I'm still feeling like it's not working, maybe I bump it up. Maybe I switch to a different brand, you know. Maybe I try Lexapro um, or Prozac, you know, some of those generic brands that you've probably heard before. Um... Yeah, it's just, you have to just be constantly aware of what's going on, which I know is super hard. A lot of times people are like, I feel bad and I don't know why. I feel something and I don't know what it is. That's super hard. I get it. But, you know, it's always going to be that constant battle. And I know some people, it's just so tiring. I know, I'm tired all the time. I get it. It's... It's tiring, but honestly, thinking about how I felt when I first started those meds and after that first month, it's it's worth it to get to that point where you're like, huh, this is this is what I'm supposed to feel. It's it's like completing almost, you know. It's like 
you got that missing piece. Because a lot of people that don't struggle with mental disorders, you know, they're just they're just out there chilling and it's like you'll never get to that level. And that's okay. That's that's really okay. But anything you can do to make yourself feel better, honestly, I th- I think it's worth it in the mental health aspect. Physical health that's a totally different thing. I <laughs> yeah, that that's a yikes on my part. Anyways, <laughs> um, I I really do think it's it's worth it because that feeling was just so fulfilling. Even if you know things went back down again, I I enjoyed it. It made me happy, and you know a lot of people are like, oh well, that's not me, you know, on meds, and obviously that's probably like a really over dramatic. I feel like a lot of people don't don't think that nowadays but but a lot of people do you know they think oh that's not me i'm just i'm just this way i'm just sad or i'm just anxious or they think oh yeah 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 i i get sad or i get numb i get nervous sometimes but they think oh it's it's not big enough of a deal i will tell you right now and this is something very hard to hear the average person does not experience those feelings as often as you do. That's just how it is. Like, you do not experience those feelings with a chemically balanced brain. And of course, it's not always chemicals. Some people have have trauma, which would love to talk about on this show. I would love to talk about trauma. Because, you know, that just makes me feel better, I guess. I guess you could call this podcast my therapy session, really. Um, but, yeah, that's just, you know, it's not just you. It's something caused you to be that way, and if that gets taken care of, you are going to feel so much better, and you're still gonna be you. You know, I was worried about that. I was worried, I was like, hey, I feel like you know, I'm, I, I don't know, I just felt like my personality was just being sad. Honestly, I, I felt like that was a big part of me, was that I was like that. And obviously, that's still a big part of me, but that's not who I am. You know, I, I felt better in, the, in those months where it was st- I was still on my highs from starting my meds. It just, I was still me, but I was just, you know complete, I guess is just the best way to describe it, was that I, I don't know, it felt like I was a little kid again, you know? I've had these disorders for a good portion of my life, and I know, you know, many of you have as well, but it's fulfilling, I guess. It feels like I'm back to what I'm supposed to be. It really is. It's it's who you are supposed to be when you're on these medications. And I, I could feel that. And that was just a great feeling. Which is why I keep going. That's why I keep going. And that's a nice reminder sometimes. It's good to say these things out loud. I highly encourage that. Figure out why. And yeah, this is why I'm still going. I keep... I don't know if my, like, the volume is wavering, but I keep looking over at, like, my pill bottle of, of antidepressants. 
I think, I think they're great. And stuff like this needs to be normalized. You know, when I started antidepressants, I was, I told like everybody because I was super excited that they were working. You know, it, it, it pumped me up. I was super excited. I was even doing better in school for a bit. Like that was pretty crazy, but it was super exciting. And I told people, a lot of people are like, are you sure you should be talking about something like that? Yeah. Why not? Obviously, I'm never going to force anyone to talk about their experiences. You know, every, every time I have a guest on here, it's going to be a volunteer, you know. If I've talked about that, everybody should disclose as much as they want. That too. Like, you do not have to tell anybody anything if you don't want to. But I was like, hey, I'm completely comfortable with talking about the fact that I go to therapy regularly and I am on antidepressants. I'm completely comfortable with that. And I want to talk to other people about it because I want them to know that it's okay. If they have some of the same feelings, I want them to know that, hey, it's, you know, like I'm doing here. I encourage all of you listening, talk to your doctor if you feel some of these similar ways. You know, it's, it's worth it. It's totally worth it. And I know that there are a lot of struggles. You know, some people might not have the accessibility to do stuff like that. But honestly, if you're having trouble with that, please, please come to me directly. Contact me. I love figuring things out. You know, I'm a brainstormer. I will brainstorm with you all day to try to figure out what to do. And if you can't figure it out, I, you know, like they say in school, it seems really cheesy. They're like, if you can't talk to your parent, talk to a trusted adult. That is 100% accurate. I will talk to trusted adults. I do that. I've talked to many of my teachers, dance teachers. I've talked to other people's parents. Like, if you're not comfortable talking to an adult, it's... It's okay. There's somebody else out there that can help you. And if you're not comfortable with that, I'm more than happy to reach out to somebody that I think will be able to handle this. Because obviously, adults, real adults, I mean, I'm 18, but nah. Real adults have these issues too. And so if you do not trust them, that is completely valid. You know, you don't have to trust your parents all the time. I I know a lot of you know that. It's you know, I'm not saying sneak around and go behind their back, but if if things are tough that way and you don't have the best relationship with your parents, then that's okay. Just, I promise, you know, I'll help you figure something out personally. That is my guarantee to you. Um, but yeah, that's, <laughs> it kind of went on a sidetrack. That's my experience with meds. Um, we're at about 45 minutes. I'm just gonna keep going. Just, I might skip the stupid shit section just because this is introduction. I don't have a guest with me. But, uh, I'm gonna move on to what's going on in my life right now. Um, I guess, here's how I'll do this. I'll do this with my guests too. This is about the same layout that I would like to use with all of my guests. Please let me know on Instagram if you um, agree with how I'm doing things, if I should change things up, reorder things. But uh, when I have guests, I'll have them do an introduction, talk about some of the similar things, 
who they are, what mental illnesses do they have, their experiences with different things. All of them talk about what's going on in their life right now. And then uh, we have stupid shit because I would like to end on a high note, you know. A lot of our lives, we got tough things going on. I totally get that. I mean, so it, it'd just be nice to play a little game or just, you know, make light of something at the end. And, um, you know, I can provide advice. They can provide advice, my guest, whoever they are, you know, depending on that week. You know, if if we have it. But I do not feel, obviously, I've spit a ton of things out. But you have to remember all of these are my opinions. And I do feel strongly about them, but that does not make them fact, you know. If you want genuine advice, uh, go to a therapist, go to your doctor. That will be the, I guess not genuine advice, that will be the most accurate information that you can get. I have done a lot of research personally, but I don't know anywhere close to anything. And again, I can only speak from my personal experiences. So, what's going on in my life right now? Um, well, right now I'm sitting in bed. <laughs> That'll probably be where I, I do most of these recordings. I just finished up a final, and I have more to do. It kind of sucks, because I suck at school. I really I really feel like I suck at school. And, you know, the more I talk, the more this is going to not be fun. Which is why we ended stupid shit, so... Honestly, if you're if you're bored by now, please leave. You do not have to support me <laughs> and my silly little adventures. But um yeah, I just honestly if somebody's listening to me talk for 45 minutes, I that is very hard to imagine any of you listening to this all the way through. If you've made it this far, thank you. I appreciate it. Genuinely, I do. But um Going on in my life right now, yeah, I started my job, I'm working full-time, but uh, I love it. I really do. I really like this job, which is pretty fun, but I am worried that it was a mistake, because I just cannot handle things in general. <laughs> yeah, I think it might have been a mistake, because I, I'm just bad. I'm just bad at things, and I'm going to not be able to handle it. I just know it. And it's going to stress me out because I'm going to want to do other things. But I think it'll be okay. Right now I have a lot of doctor's appointments, so I can't. Uh, so I had to ask for a lot of time off and then my manager went, it's going to be hard to get you hours. And I, like, that stressed me out. But I know that he's, my manager, he's a great guy. So I know that it'll be fine. I mean, again, I wasn't meaning to do this job full-time. Anyways, I wanted it to be part-time. But um, I'm learning a lot. I think it'll get better. The biggest thing is that the uh, the best thing, in compared to my old job at Noodles, shout out to that, was, um, you know, uh, Valvoline closes at like 7 every day. So I... And it does not take that long to close. So, like, I, the latest I'll ever work is around 7.15. And that's really nice. So, you know, if I want to hang out with my friends or, you know, chill out when I get home, I have, obviously that's not ideal, but I have, I have a lot of time, you know. I'm not eating dinner at midnight, you know. 
it's it's a lot better. I, I do really like that aspect, that there's not late nights. So I think uh, as time goes on, you know, after I finish school and get some of these doctor's appointments out of the way, I will feel a lot better. Because if somebody wants to hang out with me, I'll just say, like, hey, hit me up after 7, after 6, and I'll, I'll be there, you know? So that's pretty nice. And, um... The other nice thing is I could, I wouldn't even need to go home because, like, the work uniform, I'm supposed to keep there. So, like, I wear regular clothes. So I could just be like, oh, I'll meet you right after work. I wouldn't even need to go home and change. So that's pretty nice. Um, I like the people there. I get along with all of them. I think they're cool. One of them's a little sexist, but I, I think you'll get over it. I know he's joking. And again, the jokes are bad. But, um, I know that he's not genuinely, like, a bad person. He's just, like, getting comfortable. I gotta, gotta put him in his place, though. I did, I spilled a bunch of water on his shoes because he deserved it. So, but he did. <laughs> but, uh, I, I am liking this job. I'm gonna be worried when school starts back up because, um, I'm not good at school, but I'm good at this job. I scared my parents because I implied that I wanted to drop out of college, uh, so that was pretty funny. But, um, yeah, that, that, I did enjoy that. I made my dad speechless, which, for those of you who know my father, that does not happen often. <laughs> but, uh, there's that. I got another final on Thursday. I don't think it's gonna go well. I know we try to manifest good things, but it's really hard because of, you know, all of the background info I just gave on myself. Um, I, those doctor's appointments I got going up, coming up too, those doctor's appointments are really rough for me. In this podcast, I'm probably going to talk about my physical health a lot too, mainly because the physical health greatly affects my mental health. It, it has at this point. Many of you know I have a lot of health issues and a lot of them are undiagnosed. Well, not undiagnosed, but they just don't know what's going on. <sighs> Sending you there. A lot of people just, you know, I've been to so many doctors. I have more doctors than I can count on two hands. Physical therapists, occupational therapists, massage, chiropractor. I have done everything. And I'm going to a cardiologist, which is a new one. Uh, going to that next... Next week, I believe. So, um... Yeah. I'll let you guys know how that goes. <laughs> But, um, it's, it's pretty sucky. I, this, uh, doctor's appointment's gonna be over telehealth, so I'm not gonna have to leave for that, which is nice. But, I mean, there's something about being in a doctor's office that's just so draining, so emptying. Especially when you go as often as I do. And I'm not dying, as far as I know, but I, I'm not dying. Which I'm very, I was going to say very grateful for. No, you're grateful for that. <laughs> I'm very grateful that I'm not dying. 
but it's it is really hard still to just like live how I live and going to all these doctors offices and just getting nothing out of it you know I still feel like shit I still feel really bad and so that's tough to deal with going through all this work all of its medication you know this antidepressant is not the only pill bottle on my nightstand it's tough to deal with it, it really is and it's just so draining you know I I hate it I hate it a lot I do so I'm gonna go to this cardiologist and they're gonna refer me to some tests and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do the stupid test and I'm gonna have to you know take off work for it and it's gonna be in inconclusive it's gonna show that I'm completely healthy the epitome of health you know and it's it's gonna suck and I'm just gonna feel defeated again and I'm gonna want to give up I want to not give up on life. Let's be clear. That's not what I'm talking about. I mean, give up in, like, my pursuit for health. I want to give up so bad. I made this this joke. It's probably insensitive. Definitely. But I was like, you know, when you hear about somebody who's, like, been on leukemia, radiation for a while. Been on leukemia? Wow. Okay, when they've been on, on chemo. Or radiation for, like, a long time. You know, they've got, like, recurring cancer that just keeps coming back. Um, a lot of times they'll say, hey, just just stop it. They'll, they'll just say, stop the chemo and just, just let me live till, till it takes me out. You know, a lot of times when that happens, you think, why, why would they want to do that? Why would they not fight for, for more time? I get it now. Obviously, I'm not dying, but, like, I, it's, it's really tiring to fight. It, it's really tiring to, to keep trucking along. And, you know, I, like I was mentioning earlier, I keep going with my mental health, and I, that's worth it to me. But I saw results with that. My physical health, I, I still feel awful. You know, I was in better shape when I was 10 than I am now, and I'm 18 years old. I have high cholesterol. I'm at high risk for, like, esophagus cancer, and I've never smoked nicotine in my life. Like, what? what is up with that? How is that fair? Like, I, you know, I, so why, why do I keep fighting? It's just so weird to think about. It's, you know, obviously I'm, I want to make this clear. I am not asking for like sympathy because of this. I'm not asking for, you know, pity. That's the last thing I want. I please, this is literally just what's going on in my life right now. This is just my feelings. This is just what's happening. And my feelings are bad <laughs> about going to the doctor. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. And. You know, we'll see what the cardiologist says. Maybe they'll have something. I doubt it. It's just uh, the way I live my life. You know? I'm gonna learn how to edit. I I think I'm gonna enjoy making this podcast. I really do. I think it's gonna be a good way to, you know, be creative. 
and have some fun. And I'm going to really enjoy hearing everybody else's stories. Um, we're going on about an hour now, so I'm going to skip stupid shit. Um, please let me know. Was this too long, too short, you know, and obviously when I have guests, we'll probably talk a lot more. I'll have questions for them and, and we'll play a game. So please, uh, give me feedback. I guess I'll just, uh, wrap this up. I need an outro. Y'all should help me figure out an app an outro, you know, but, um, yeah, please give me feedback on this. If you've listened all the way through, even if you didn't listen all the way through, please tell me why you didn't. I would love all the feedback I can get. Instagram therapy session podcast. Um, find the little picture of brick and I will talk to you guys later. Thank you.